Welcome everybody to Pound the Rock Podcast, episode two. I'm here today with Nick Gaze. Nick, how's it going, dude? I mean, it's going pretty good. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, man, I'm happy to have you on. Let's let's do it. Today, we're just going to cover how Nick's doing. Talk about his family-owned business, the recent football season, Christmas break, and more. Stick around to hear about Nick's business and the promotion he's offering later in the video. First, we're going to talk about Nick. Nick, you're 6'4", three-quarters, man. Had to get that three-quarters in there. 280-pound D lineman from Elta, Iowa. Elta. Uh, that's in the boonies of northwest Iowa. We're both small-town guys. You know how it goes. We're used to it being, being from small town, coming to Vermillion. It's pretty easy. Nick, you also have an older brother and a younger sister. What's their names? Uh, Tyler and Melanie. What do they do? Uh, my brother runs the family business, and my sister's still in high school. Uh, I got here that you were a three-sport athlete in high school, football, track, and wrestling. Heard from you and a lot of others about how good you were at wrestling in high school. What weight did you wrestle? And let's hear about some of the honors you got in high school. I wrestled 220, and uh, the honors I got, runner-up at the state meet, and also got fifth. What was your high school record? Like, did you have some crazy record or something? I went 181 and 24. 181 and 24. That's a, that's a lot of matches. See, so you wrestled varsity from freshman year, I'm guessing. Yeah. Also, football. About the honors for football. Let's talk about that. Did you, did you do anything crazy in football? Nothing too big. You were a punter, though, right? Did you get any league honors for being a punter? I've seen you punt before. You're a pretty good punter. Yeah, I made it on the second team. Average was about 39, 40. So you think you'd give, like, Brady Scott a run for his money or something? Yeah, I told him I could. Track. Let me guess. You told me earlier a thrower, and you were, did you run some hurdles? You, you ran hurdles. Yeah, I did the shuttle hurdle relay, and then also did the 110 highs, and I threw a disc and shot put. Were those events pretty spread out over the track meet? Because I know some people love doing track because they do, like, one event, and they're done for the day. All four events are, like, right away. Okay, so then when you'd go to a track meet, you'd knock them all out right away, and then you'd just chill the rest of the time? Pretty much. <laughs> How much time would you have? Probably another two and a half hours just sitting there. Unless if my parents were there, they'd just take me home. Your coaches would just let you leave if you were done? I mean, I got first in all my events. Got them 40 points. Every time? Every time. Man, you must have been the greatest. You should, you should have been in the Olympics. Probably could have been. So whenever you did wrestle in high school, did you go to a lot of camps and, like, uh, wrestle during the off-season and stuff, or did you only wrestle during season? Or during season. Only wrestle during the season? It was popular in my area, at least, to wrestle kind of all year round. I had some uh, kids on the team that did camp, but I never did them. I just did the tournament. Yeah. What's your kind of viewpoints or thoughts on cutting weight for wrestling like do you think there's an age that's too young to be doing that does it matter what are your thoughts i mean it all depends on the kid what's easier for the kid let's say he's growing up constantly gaining weight don't have him cut weight it's just going to cut on his uh height and all that might as well just let him be strong and wrestle at the weight class that he's meant to be be at right so you you think that like that could affect maybe starting and all that yeah yeah I tell the kids in the middle school that they're wrestlers and they don't want to eat that day. I'm like, dude, how are you going to get big and strong? You got to know how to proportion out your meals. 
so that they're beneficial through to you throughout the day. It's true. It's hard to do when you have to cut back so much, though. So you were a four-year starter in football. Yeah. I first got recognized when I laid out a kid on punt. And like recognized to get recruited? No, by like my coach, by my high school coaches. They saw that I played at the mentality that my dad did in high school. Yeah. And they just knew that they, I had potential. So your dad's like known in the area for being a popular football guy. Did he play in college or was he just a hard hitter in high school? I mean, everybody around that he played with says he was a hard hitter. Um, he's one of the scariest to play with because if he hit you, you felt it. He played at Buena Vista, which is back by Storm Lake, by my hometown. Um, he only played a semester and a half, and then he uh, got kicked out because he failed classes. Yeah, and tell, tell me the story. I forgot what it was, but there was a story about uh, how your dad told you to play football. What did he say? you remember that story you told me? Or how to hit somebody? Or you told me the training room one day. I don't know. Do you have any other hobbies you want to talk about? I know you're a, a fisherman, a hunter. Uh, you like to ice fish. You've been doing that recently? I've only been out one time this year. My dad went up to Wall Bay, but we didn't catch anything. think about going out probably later this week or early next week. Yeah, has it been cold enough to do it, really? I know it's been freezing lately, but... It should be frozen. I mean, we're at negative 60-degree weather. That should freeze a lake. What about hunting? You've been doing any hunting lately? I know during the season at the end there, you guys are doing a lot of pheasant hunting. Killed any of those lately, or is it out of the season? During Christmas break, nah, I really didn't get out hunting much. Just no time to do it. Yeah, you're just chilling at home, or were you working? How's that going? Hanging out with family. You were one of five from the original 2019 class at USD, man, so congratulations. Who are your best friends on the team? Just curious. Uh, probably have to say the original five, the ones that stuck around. Those are your best friends on the team? It's crazy. It's crazy to hear. Do you have any other guys that are up there close with that group? or? I mean, yeah, we got a handful of guys like um, Niall, that Keith, Mike Manns. Mike Manns is a good one. But yeah, that's pretty much it. You and I are both kind of gamers. Game a little bit for fun. Nothing serious. I've been playing a lot of Fortnite lately, me and you. Usually running some trios with Carter. He kind of holds the group back a little bit, honestly, but might be me. Yeah, we had, uh, I think we started streaming on my birthday, got a couple birthday dubs. It was a good time. And who do you think's the best in our trio? Me, you, or Carter? Definitely me. I'm going to argue. Let's get to it. The big thing bat business. We're going to talk about the Critter Getter. I've had great times working together, man, at the Critter Getter. Nick's let me work with him a handful of times. I've been at his house, stayed with him. A nice house, beautiful family. We've also made great money and memories that I'll cherish forever, so maybe not the money. I kind of cherish that already. But uh, you are one of my best friends. Thanks for taking care of me. Let's talk about the Critter Getter. Why don't you tell us about what the Critter Getter is, kind of how it started, and who's part of it, who owns it, and what's going on with it? So to start off, uh, my grandfather purchased, purchased it 18, 19 years ago, and ever since, my brother have helped since we were 11 and 12 years old. We were always the one that went and got stuff for him, fit in tight places, and et cetera. What we do, we're a wildlife control business. We deal with bats, uh, raccoons, otters, squirrels, possums, 
birds, but what we do for with bats is our main business. So we just, when somebody calls us about having a bat problem, we come in, uh, we do a full inspection of the interior and exterior of the house to see where they're roosting, where they're getting in and out. And they give away some spots when they leave the house because they poop and leave a type of residue on the roof. Yeah, I've had that in my mouth, I think, a few times, maybe in my nose. <laughs> yeah, so what's the, what's the method behind that? How do you guys do it? And Do you actually remove the bats by hand or just tell everybody how that works, kind of? Uh, the way that we do it, when we go into an attic, uh, if there is active or non-active bat, for the active, we... If they're flying around, we'll try not to mess with them too much because they're trying to avoid you. But if they're attacking, then yeah, just we have to get them off of us. Uh, for the non-active bat, they're usually just sitting uh, under the insulation or down on the sidewalls of a house. The ways to get rid of them is when we go out to the exterior, we have a metal fascia wire that we put around all the dormers and holes and the spots that they use the most. Uh, we put a one-way door that allows them to come out of the house but can't get back in. Right now, we have probably, out of the last 19 years, a 90 to 95 success rate on our business. We've done over probably 10,000 to 15,000 jobs all around the northwest Iowa, um, a little bit in Minnesota, a little bit in South Dakota here in Vermilion. That's pretty mm -hmm. much it in the places. If you've never been in a bat-infested attic before, you're going to try it. It's an adrenaline rush. <laughs> We've had some good times, some bad times. It's been a lot of fun, though. Big churches to little tiny attics that Nick wouldn't fit in that I had to go into. It's worth the money, man. It's worth the pay. It's a fun job, but it's disgusting. You got a bat flying in your head. It's the scariest thing ever. We did this one house at a farmer's place. I don't remember where this was at, but he had a bunch of stuff in his attic. And this place was filled with bats. It's the place where they were, uh, you were poking over my head. I was trying to scoop the poop from underneath the roof. There's bats right over my head, about a foot squeaking, crawling. Shit's sick. Or uh, how about the raccoons? Yeah, there's this one time we had... Well, you tell the story, dude. We're talking to this chick. She said she keeps hearing things. It might be bats, right, in the attic? Yeah, and they said that they've had... When we got there... They said that they have like raccoon, a raccoon one in the attic. They did already know that? Yeah, but they didn't know if he was still up there or not. They said that they killed him. And we have, who do we have with us that stuck their head up before me? Because you were, you were too big to fit. It, was, uh, it was Colton. Yeah, Colton. Colton stuck his head up there, man. He said, that ain't a bat. <laughs> we looked a little harder. There's seven of them. Yeah, they were just cornered up in uh, the attic. I mean, they stayed there until it was, Started messing with them. After that, they just started scattering everywhere. Um, the way that they were getting in is that the chimney was like knocked down in the middle of the attic and had a hole that they could get out from the outside. They were just using it. There was tons of poop all over. It was enough to be toxic to uh, the people living there. Yeah, toxic poop. You definitely don't want it. That's why we'll get rid of it for you. Probably spent like, what, four or five hours there? That house? Yeah. Ooh, I did not want to get in that attic. I was scared. I've never been in an attic with raccoons before that. These raccoons are strong, dude. They're not playing around. If you pick them up by the neck once you finally get them, you try to slam them in the trap. <laughs> They're not going to the trap. They're grabbing with their arms on the side. They're not going in. 
And one was coming at me. They're running all the way around the roof. They're on the edge of the attic just running around. I can't run in there. They could definitely be my ass in that area. We uh we dealt with the mom for what, like 30, 30, 45 minutes? The mama raccoon? Yeah. Yeah, eventually they all escaped, really. Except for a couple we got out. Let's hear about that promotion for Critigator. So yeah, if you've heard of Critigator from Pound the Rock podcast, we are offering a free inspection. And that means we come in, see if there's anything wrong. We'll give you the full uh, rundown of what needs to be done. If you want more info, you can get my brother a call. His name is Tyler Sanders. His uh, number is 712-730-8561. Yes, sir. Get those bats out your house. Not good for you. This is only in the northwest Iowa and southwest part of Minnesota. All right, let's talk about football season. Nick, man, you had a good year. Missouri Valley Conference, honorable mention D lineman. You battled through some tough injuries. You were still able to give us valuable pressure on third down with your elusive style. You're a big reason why we won 10 games. How do you feel, man? I know I'm proud and I'm hungry, though. It makes me hungry, but I want to hear how you feel about the season. Exactly the way you said it, hungry. Uh, we got to be ready for next season. We got to come harder. Uh, we got to be stronger. We got to be faster. We're coming for that national championship next year. You love to hear it. I'll be the first guy to tell you. You also had six and a half sacks. It's not as many as you wanted, but you're up to 15 career sacks and 22 TFLs as an interior D lineman. So pretty impressive career so far. Still got a year left. Better take advantage. Kind of put yourself on the map when you're redshirt freshman year. You were an All-American redshirt freshman. Tell me about a go-to celebration or something you and the guys do after a big play or after a sack. What's your go-to? For us, we didn't really do too much this year for celebrations. It was pretty much just keep your mind in the game, um, try not to get out of the zone. So we pretty much saved our celebrations when something big happened, interception, fumble. Then you let loose, right? So were you ever, like, strumming the guitar out there or, like, digging it down graveyard or something? Uh, not really. I don't like to showboat too much for the crowd. Yeah, you just do you, huh? Do you have any goals for next year that you want to talk about, maybe for the team, maybe for you? Uh, for the team, number one priority is probably be national champions. I mean, that's a goal that... Uh, the 2019 class has been chasing for the last five years. Just keep chopping wood. That's what we're going to do. Just okay. keep on getting closer. Personal goal, probably just either double my stats or try to elevate them a little bit, do a little bit more Um, that's beneficial to the team. So are you you talking about statistics as far as like double your career or just double your from last year? Because if you had 13 sacks, bro, that'd be incredible. Yeah, probably just double it from last year. Ooh, he's going for 13. Who's the hardest O-lineman you've played against in your time of being a coyote? And after you answer that question, I want to know who are the two dudes that are hardest to take on in a double team. From, like, any team or, like, on our team? Anybody that's been in our program since me and you have been here. First up is uh, one-on-one, you think? It's just a, it's a toss-up. For number one, between um, Diggs and uh, Herbis, they're just two strong, put-together men that once they get hands on you, you can't move. You stay right there. 
It's tough when you get grabbed by that grizzly bear. So what's your method to beat him? Everybody's got a method to beat somebody, especially when you play him a lot. So how do you find uh, ways to beat Herbison? Herby, um, really all you have to do is just focus on speed with big guys. That's just an advantage of your game, right? Yeah. He's locked me up a couple times on speed moves. Sometimes I just get him because he just doesn't know what I'm doing. He doesn't know what to expect. Because you're lightning quick, bro. <laughs> What about double team? Is, there, is that what you're counting for a double team? Herbis and Diggs right there together? Because they play guard, right? I don't know if they... Did they play together on the same side? I don't know if they did, but... How about, like, Joey and Herbis? That's that's seven, eight hundred pounds, plus all the force and muscle coming behind it. It's a lot of mass. That's a lot of mass. But, yeah, the method to beating a double team, for me, is just dropping to a knee and splitting it. But sometimes that doesn't always work. I need to find other solutions that will help me in the future as my career goes along. Keep trying to perfect that craft. Sure. Going on a knee seems a little seems like it could work sometimes, but I feel like it's almost calling for getting pancakes sometimes. Do you ever get end up on the wrong side of that? It all depends on how the old, old lineman wants to block it and if the ref wants to call a penalty for him pulling me down. Yeah, I love that relationship between old lineman and deep lineman. Quit holding. It's annoying sometimes. You know, there's been several games where some of the old linemen, I've got into it with them, and you have Blake taking the penalty for it. Yeah, what's it like you and Blake talking trash out there? You guys get after it? It, it gets funny. Blake just starts talking his stuff, and then when I come in and talk, and he just, for some reason, just goes off even more. He gets even Dude, more. riled up, huh? Yeah. Let's talk about some upcoming talent in your position group. You guys have any young guys that uh, you really, really look forward to seeing after we leave? And who do you think is going to really prosper into a good player? Uh, I mean, we got Marcus coming back this year. He's coming back from that knee injury. That's right. Can't forget him. I think he would have been a big help last year with the speed that he has. We also have Keith that's going to be a good beneficial when, when we leave. Yeah, how many years does Keith have left? Three? Did he redshirt? I think he has three. He redshirted and then played all nine games, ten games this year. That dude's going to be incredible. And he was freshman All-American. That's not too bad. Well, how about any any transfers you like in your position group? I know we got a couple transfers that came in. But I haven't had really a chance to meet with all of them and get to know them. But once season comes along, we'll be around each other all the time. That I'm sure that it will be just fine. Yeah, you guys will be best buds. Well, you uh, watched the NFL games last night? Yeah, I don't know how some players play in that condition. Negative 30? Oh, that was not, it was colder than that. The Miami guys couldn't hang, dude. The Dolphins had high hopes this year, so. I mean, they started off good. What, what was it, like 5-1, and 6-1? Yeah. Tyreek wanted that revenge, in quotations, because I don't know what revenge it was. I can't blame him. Florida, no state income tax, so making that bag. So who is your favorite NFL team? Uh, Probably the Vikings. Vikings, I mean, your favorite players were a Viking or? Uh, Some of my favorite players, Jared Allen. That's why I want to become a defensive end in the league. For offensive side, probably Adrian Peterson. Is that a, do you have any current players right now that are favorites? Maybe a player you compare yourself to? No, not really. You have NFL dreams. I have NFL dreams. And 
you know, we're going to do our best to make it, but if that doesn't happen, let's talk about life after football, man. What's your, what's your plan with life after football? I would just take over the family business. Take over that family business. Who's going to run it? Me and my brother. You guys going to try to uh, expand a little bit and keep growing? That's the plan. Try to make it uh, state by state, make it bigger and bigger, hiring more crew. All right, that wraps up the football talk. Let's talk about what you did over Christmas break. You said you hung out with family. I saw you went fishing with your dad a few times. What would you do during the day? Just lay around? Either watch uh, TV or I played some video games. So you stay at the house pretty much the whole time. It's pretty nice now having Grandpa at the same place. can kind of just walk across the grass and go see Grandpa. It's a lot better with him uh, living at our place now. All moved in. Well, I told Joey I didn't do much for break, but it's a lie. I went to Cleveland with my girlfriend, and we visited her dad. We went back west and went to Williamston, visited her mom. I had a really good time. I got a visit with her sister. Then me and Dino drove back 14 hours from Williamston all the way to Pratt. That was quite the trip. One day, I think we made four stops. It was fun. I don't know if I could drive 14 hours in one day. It was tough. Yeah, we're both dog guys. We love having our dog play together. They're actually both here right now, finally taking a nap. What's your uh, favorite dog breed? What breed of dog do you have right now? The breed I have right now is a Blue Heeler German Short Hair Mix. My favorite breed, probably either a Mastiff or a, or a small dog, a Dachshund. So you don't, do you like my family's Dachshund or not? Yeah, he's pretty fun. He doesn't do anything. He's scared of other dogs. My time Vermillion, five and a half years, whatever it's been. I've lived in four different places, and I think you have too. I have. Kyle, freshman year we weren't roommates, but sophomore year we were. Moved to a place together on University Street with Carter Bell, Cody Case, Miles Emery, and Dalton Wu. Never forget that place. That was a great time. We threw our fair share of bangers too, man. We had a D-Days party there. It was crazy. BPD was posting on Twitter. Place was burning down. I didn't even know where Nick was. He was off flirting with Sarah. No, I was trying to get Brett to get rid of the bullhorn. Yeah, Brett's in the alley blowing the bullhorn. <laughs> yeah, I miss that, man. I miss that, man. I'm happy I've known you this long and become this good of friends. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. This is Pound the Rock Podcast. Thanks for checking us out. Mm-hmm.